Hi, everyone, and welcome back to IntelliKey Leadership Stories and another episode in our series of Amplifying Black Voices. And, you know, one of those voices and the way it's expressed is through music. And we think about the ways that music can unify people in a very profound way with the lyrics and storytelling. to a special edition of IntelliKey Leadership Stories, Amplifying Black Voices. Join the conversation now with your hosts, Kirsten Gouldy and Mark Stinson. A couple of our guests have mentioned music as a medium to express struggles and experiences has been very powerful. And so Kirsten and I wanted to share a playlist of some of these protest songs, mainly from the 60s and 70s. Kirsten, I think we were commenting on the irony that these songs that are decades old reflect the fact that the struggle is also decades old. Yeah, centuries old, hundreds of years old. And so as we think about music and Black protest songs, these anthems and ballads that many of them that we're going to play for you are quite familiar and I think, Kirsten, we've taken up the mantle of, you know, we need to listen differently. That's now, right. That's right. Listen to the words differently now. Uh, That's right. songs that are mentioned where they are controversial, but they were created because Black men had yet another police gun at their head Mm -hmm. just for being Black. So we've all danced to them, but if you understand the context and what they've been, why they were created, they would actually make you cry, right? When you really listen to it. You know, when this song is played and you listen to the words Mm -hmm. and you say, well, was this about civil rights? Was this about Vietnam and more blacks, you know, men being drafted to go to war? 
you know, was this about crime and the over sentencing, the over conviction of a higher percentage of uh, black men? All of these subjects are being addressed and using music to get that story across. Absolutely. And so let's talk about 1988 NWA. F the police, I won't drop the F-bomb here, right? (laughs) If you understand the premise, they're from Compton. They were incredible rappers. They were outside of their recording studio and the police put guns to their head because they were in a white neighborhood when they had a recording contract. So what do they do? They sing the song and they get chased by the police as if they did something illegal. So controversial song for many, but the premise behind the song and why they say why the rappers, it's a little bit different today, but they did use it to really start talking about what they were going through, right? And where they came from. Another song that's being used in combination with the NWA song is Fight the Power by Isley Brothers. They just said, we're not going to be passive. We've got to take a stand. When I play it, we'll be bleeping it because you know we need to maintain our clean rating on Apple Podcasts. There's another example. Who who can fight that power? Yeah, and we don't need all those bad words. No, right? we don't need. We, we don't, don't need, need that. the bad words. To That's get the, point, exa- across, the but- point will come across. But the fact that fight the power is a call to action for all of us. Tubman was a great movie that really kind of brought this to light a little bit. You know, the slaves sang on the fields and that was how they communicated. So the whites didn't understand what they were talking about of how they would escape or how to care for themselves or where safety was or, you know, who was being hurt and what happened to whom. And you take a song like Wake Up Everybody. And if, again, you look at it as, hey, that's a catchy tune. But when you look at the lyric, the world won't get no better if we just let it be. The world won't get no better. We got to change it, you and me. It just really gets to the personal connection. Wake up, everybody. No more sleeping in bed. No more back to thinking. Time for thinking ahead. The world has changed so very much from what it used to be. There is so much hatred. Teachers, time to teach us. 
you're triggering something for me. Yeah, there's never a loss for us to talk about, Mark. But recently in the spiritual community, there's this thing. Don't worry who wins because in the end, we're all going to be okay. God gave us brains to use. God gave us intellect and communication to use, to support, to elevate, right? So as a human being, I have a responsibility to speak and deliver for social justice and humanity. These spiritual communities, don't worry about it. Just go higher and the light will be there. And you don't need to worry about who wins the election. Yeah, we do. We do yeah. need to take action. And, and I guess if it's comforting to say, oh, everything's going to be okay, as in we've lived through other times, but to say it doesn't matter completely dismisses everything we've been uh, talking about right. as far as issues and struggles. And then there's a song, The Motor City is Burning by John Lee Hooker. It's a blues song that I didn't know very well. The lyric is, you could see the bombs, the smoke, buildings going up, stuff was laying in the streets, man. You can see the fire burning. And this was all about the 1967 Detroit riot. And yet, when you listen to it, think Minneapolis, think Louisville, think Ferguson. Mm -hmm. It's the Mm -hmm. same story. Yeah. And and think about those hoses and the the peaceful protests. They're getting gas. They're getting fire hoses. It's the same stuff they used back then. Fire bomb busting all around me. And soldiers everywhere. Standing everywhere. I could hear the people screaming. allowed to walk in the front door and yet they entertained white people (laughs) right like they entered they were the entertainers for us and they didn't have any privileges or rights they couldn't even stay in the hotels at some of these places i i don't know if a black person was allowed to stay at the tropicana were they (laughs) no uh, well sammy davis i was thinking of ella fitzgerald louis armstrong in their biopics they have all mentioned the fact that they had no more access than their other in those days colored friends you know they Mm -hmm. had to go to the colored bathroom and drink from the colored fountain so their status did not afford them any different accommodation stand up to change the laws, that's what we're fighting for, is to change the laws so the essence 
of the original Constitution, we the people and liberty and justice for all. If you can say that that was somewhat of a visionary or prophetic document rather than a statement of what was, we have all tried to advance it, to elevate it to the level of all people are equal. That's right. And when we hear people say, well, we need to stick with its an original doctrine, no, we don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, we well, don't. It, again, but if the original <laughs> doctrine was all people are created equal, then we should elevate to that. Not right. say, Absolutely. let's stick to the ten, you know, com- uh, 10 commandments. It was 10 amendments. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like 10 commandments. You were preaching to me, so I felt it was the commandments. <laughs> and, that, and that will be done. You know, um, one, one last thought to put out there. This is a call to action to our white peers. We do our inner work and find out what in us has us think we're better, right? What in us has us want to cause harm? And not not all white people feel that way. What is that separatism and that need to be separate? Maybe a potential wrap up and you know call to action would be, you know, do some self-investigation because the hatred is unacceptable. Yes, absolutely. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox in four parts without commercial interruptions. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading a charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Spiro Agnew to eat hog moths confiscated from a Harlem sanctuary. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no pictures of you and Willie Mae pushing that shopping cart down the block on the dead run or trying to slide that color TV into a stolen ambulance. NBC will not be able to predict the winner at 8.32 on report from 29 districts. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of Whitney Young being run out of Harlem on the rail with a brand new process. There will be no slow motion or still lights of Roy Wilkins strolling through Watts in a red, black, and green liberation jumpsuit that he has been saving for just the proper occasion. Acres, Beverly Hillbillies, and Hooterville Junction will no longer be so damn relevant, and women will not care if Dick finally got down with Jane on Search for Tomorrow, because black people will be in the street looking for a brighter day. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no highlights on the 11 o'clock news and no pictures of Harry Arm, women liberationists, and Jackie Onassis blowing her nose. Song will not be written by Jim Webb or Francis Scott Keyes, nor sung by Glenn Campbell, Tom Jones, Johnny Cash, Engelbert Humperdinck, or the Rare Earth. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be right back after a message about a white tornado, white lightning, or white people. You will not have to worry about a dove in your bedroom, the tiger in your tank, or the giant in your toilet bowl. The revolution will not go better with coke. The revolution will not fight germs that may cause bad breath. The revolution will put you in the driver's seat. The revolution will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised. And so I think I encourage you to to listen to these songs, to move from I Have a Dream to Black Lives Matter, and to think it's not that far of a bridge Mm -hmm. to cross between those two eras. Right. And we still have a lot to learn and a lot to to move forward. That's right. Move it. 
Thanks for uh, that conversation, Kirsten, and thanks for the ideas behind some of these songs and what they mean to you. So listeners, this has been a terrific episode, bringing some familiar songs, familiar lyrics, familiar stories, and even some new artists of today doing older songs brings them more up to date. We've been talking about amplifying Black voices because I think it's in the context of elevating and achieving our own intelligence. Inside of us is the human potential of love, inclusion, diversity. Let's treat each other with the love and respect each of us deserves. Well said. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to a special edition of IntelliKey Leadership Stories, Amplifying Black Voices. IntelliKey Leadership Stories is copyright 2020. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and many more. I'm Jason Lanier White. On behalf of your host, Kirsten Gouldy and Mark Stinson, thanks for listening to IntelliKey Leadership Stories.